Bible says, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. Somebody say money changers and pigeons. Okay. <laughs> Verse 13. He said to them, it is written, my house, see he knows the vision for the house, shall be called a house of prayer. But you make it a den of robbers. So this is a powerful passage we're going to dive in on today. And there is both kingdom and personal application. By kingdom, I mean church application and there is personal application you know it's really interesting to me um, wasn't until I, you know people always been nosy you know as my grandmother said you know people always malicious in themselves and you business right <laughs> right and it's the fact is oftentimes they don't know what color their own grass is but they can tell you how many weeds are in yours did you come to have church this morning see look Fact is, man, people always been that way. But listen, it wasn't until we had babies, fam, that I realized how quickly people want to put their two and three and 25 cents into how it is that you raise your kids. Any witnesses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, even if they don't have kids, are an expert. They got a PhD, now they're Dr. Phil and Dr. Philette. Dr. Filet, Dr. Filet. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, got all of this counsel, got all of these things, and there most definitely is nothing wrong with sharing counsel and thoughts and all of this. But the fact of the matter is, when I started having children, I realized that not even two of my children are the same in my own household, growing up around one another. Come on. And so how on earth are my children and your children, if my children aren't even the same in the same household, going to be exact? So it's not a cookie cutter sort of a scenario. One of the things I think parenting wise, I'm not here to preach about parenting. One of the most difficult things that I've noted that has caused problems as it pertains to parenting is that we have approached it in a cookie cutter sort of a mentality. Come on. One of the things that really bugs me, man, and that has bothered me and has almost got me to blows is, yes, with the collar on and everything. Don't mess with my children, fam. I'll tell you that. Why do people think that it's okay for them to come and put their hand in my baby's face? Somebody has some, some uh, trauma that's attached to that situation. Let me just help you. First of all, I want you to understand because some of y'all are going to get mad at me, but that's okay. Uh, I still love you. Thing is, <laughs> you need to touch their feet if you get permission. Come on, somebody. You don't go and immediately put your hand. And listen, you most definitely do not put your mouth on their cheeks. Amen. And so this is one of those things because oftentimes we just take people's baby and we try to handle them the way that we think is appropriate. Oh, you see where I'm going with this thing? 
We tried to not only uh, determine what our children should be like, but we tried to impose our vision on someone else's child. And we tried to dictate and determine and even get offended when people say, I don't want you to do this with my child. Can I tell you that if you get people watch that start treating you differently when you start at when you set boundaries, when people start treating you differently, that's a spirit of witchcraft manipulation. Uh, I didn't mean to preach that, but I just want to encourage you uh, because the fact is your assignment is not for my child. My assignment is for my child. And what it is that the Lord has put in me and called me to and birthed in my life and desires for me to raise. Fact of the matter is that it is my prerogative to determine what it is that transpires and takes place as I seek God for myself and my household. Yes, give your counsel, but I have the right to filter it. Ah. Uh, and so I, and in fact, there's some of you that I hear this now in the spirit. Uh, if I can just prophesy and let you know, there are some of you that are under the spirit of witchcraft manipulation right now. Family members that are holding you bound and you're operating, you're operating in a certain way because you want to please a family member. Come on, somebody that's been looking at you screw face, that's been missing, uh, not responding to text messages. Oh my. Uh, and they're telling you to have this, the same ones that want the kids to be able to stay over the same ones that want you okay you didn't want I'm trying okay I, I'm trying to go I just want to but it's time for you to be set free in Jesus name there are so many people that are under bondage based upon other people's projected insecurities come on somebody and God is saying it is time for you as you are building to move beyond the thoughts of others to moving in to what it is that he has called you to do with that which he has put in your life and that who he has put in your life come on if you're getting ready to walk in freedom you ought to put those hands together and give the lord praise now listen man this is one of the passages fam in the scripture where jesus is just about it about it like it's one of those things man where it's on and popping you know there's a lot of people who think that like i said that Jesus jesus is just um you know goody goody gumdrops and you know, and he's just never says anything hard or harsh or anything of this. Yo, Jesus is up in here flipping tables. And he's getting whips and stuff and he's driving folks out. He's like, nah, this is not how it's to happen. Says uh, he drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. Now, this is powerful because I want you to note this, that this is the one of the uh, old, one of the stories that is seen uh, in the synoptic gospel so in the synoptic gospels everybody say synoptic, synoptic. right these these synoptic gospels matthew mark and luke everyone say matthew mark and luke those are known as the synoptic gospels they contain a, a synopsis of things that jesus did and said and you'll generally find all of the same stories therein not to park there too long but this is one of those examples and stories that is not just in the synoptic gospels but it's also in john 
And the gospel of John usually is around more so the heart of Christ. It gives, uh, it, it, it has a different time span than others. It locates Jesus' ministry primarily, primarily in Judea. And it, you know, it, it deals with him kind of refuting at length theological matters. But here we find this story in all accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's powerful because uh, with this in mind, I want you to understand because when people read stuff and it says that Jesus showed up and he's driving out people selling stuff and money changers and all this, this is why they're like, yo, you shouldn't be selling t-shirts in church. All those chicken dinners and cupcakes and popcorn and all that, that shouldn't be happening in church. I want you to understand, first of all, that's the temple and that was a Jew Jewish system. This is the church. Someone say the church. So there is a difference. However, the principle that Jesus was fighting against is the same and comes to us today. Now, what was happening therein, I want you to understand why he was so vexed. Is because, see, note, first of all, in the temple, remember that in the Jewish system, or for those who are new to this thing, they had to make sacrifices, animal sacrifices. And so there were people who are like, bet. They're like, you got to make sacrifices. We're going to sell these pigeons, fam. We're going to sell the sacrifices and we're going to mark it up so that we're able to profit in that sort of a way. Not only this, one of the things that was required is because uh, the Roman, they were under Roman rulership. There was still a Hebrew a tax that they had to pay in, um, in Hebrew finances and so what they would have to do is that they would have to actually there were money changers that said okay not only are we selling pigeons but we're also going to change the roman coins into the hebrew coins so that the hebrew tax can be paid in hebrew money and guess what they did they marked it up and so not only are they making and charging a fee but as a result of this at the feasts and things of this nature it became a very profitable business and resulted in fraud and oppression of the poor and so this is not just about slinging t-shirts and selling cupcakes this is about the fact that as jesus said that his father's house or his house the bible says would be a house of prayer but they have made it into a den of robbers People were being robbed. People were being mistreated in the house. Come on, somebody. In this place, the, the vision was made clear. Jesus was clear on the assignment for the house. He says the purpose of the house is to be a house of prayer. But there were people who decided to usurp and overthrow and attempt to enforce and superimpose their vision upon the house of Christ. And then in this moment, they start turning what started as a house of prayer into a den of thieves. And on this sixth anniversary, come on somebody of serve city church it's imperative for us to do can i just talk about the kingdom first it's important for us to do a vision check because over the years it's important for us to know that it's such an easy thing for people to come in the house and to overthrow or to try to superimpose or shift or change the things that God has called for us to do. And I want to just note this because I'm going to go deeper but I want you to understand because this is important to what we're talking about. Jesus was a peacemaker but not always a peacekeeper. Peep, peep, peep. Because... 
There are a lot of people that think, well, he's the Prince of Peace. So he's supposed to just be someone, you know, who just, you, in order sometimes for peace to happen, you have to upset the peace. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, that being a peacemaker doesn't mean that you sit silent when there is injustice that is taking place. Can I talk to somebody? Being a peacekeeper, a peacemaker rather, doesn't mean that you sit silent when people are being abused or people are being marginalized, where people are being hurt and harmed. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I wonder if there's somebody in this place that understands that Jesus was all about taking a stand. And sometimes he had to upset the peace, turn over some tables, walk in a radical fashion, make some decisions that were not popular in order to follow the assignment on the house. We live in Canada, man. We're sorry for everything. Even when it's not your fault, you're sorry. Person was supposed to apologize to you, sorry. Listen, we got to get to the place uh, where we're like, sorry, not sorry. Come on, somebody. Uh, you and I got to get to the place where if we get a little Jesus in us, come on, somebody. Not just wearing a Jesus piece around our neck, but when we have the impetus and the heart of Christ, that we are to the place where we say, my father's house is a house of prayer. My father's house is a house of healing. Come on, somebody. Deliverance and breakthrough. The assignment on the house is for transformation and we're willing to flip some tables man we're willing to stand on God when it is that people with other agendas and assignments come in why y'all gotta do that why you gotta do this because people's lives need to be transformed and as long as that baptismal pool stays wet and people keep running in declaring and say what must I do to be saved we will continue to move forward for God's glory somebody ought to give him the praise you ought to look at your neighbor tell him sorry not sorry yeah man I love it because he was a peacemaker but not always a peacekeeper because if this right something to write down uh, to build effectively sometimes you have to upset the peace yeah you know, he was not going to, he was, he was, he was the way he was, but he was not going to allow people to overthrow the vision and the plan for the house. And so look, here it is, as he says in the text, uh, in, in John, in the book of John, uh, John's account, he actually notes this uh, in verse, in chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. This is the reason why, and this is actually messianic, it's pretty cool. He says, his disciples remembered that it was written zeal for your house will consume me so this is this is psalm chapter 69 verse 9 it was a messianic text a prophetic text about the messiah that he would have zeal for the house of the lord and it would consume him where he was so desirous of seeing people transformed come on that he was so desirous of seeing people encounter Christ encounter God that he was willing to do what was necessary come on somebody zeal for the house consumed him before we start talking about your house can we talk about God's house you know, and I want to say this, and I want to also balance it out, because when I grew up, I would always hear, you know, if you take care of God's house, you'll take care of yours. And I want to tell you, there is truth in that statement, but what it does not mean is the extreme. So there are people who have gone to extremes with that, where you're uh, mortgaging out your house and your family sleeping in a cardboard. 
I know that's an extreme. But there are people who do these things at the extreme. And so this is not what we're saying. But I dare you to seek first the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Any Bible readers and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. I am a witness uh, over these past six years and beyond. Can I testify that when I have put God first in my finances, when I put God first in my family, any witnesses other than me, when I put God first in my relationships, when I put God at his house first in my life, that God has turned things around for me and, and has, come, has, has caused things beyond my wildest imagination to come to pass. He'll bless you while you're blessing him. Oh, I just felt that right there, man. I dare you to bless him. There's a reason why David could declare stuff like goodness and mercy. Oh my, I just saw goodness and mercy. Watch, it will follow me all the days of my life. Was he already in his future? No, he wasn't already there. But simultaneous to him declaring that, he's declaring, I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, his praise shall continuously be in my mouth so he knew that if he was going to bless the Lord at all times come on church in this place that as long as he's giving God praise as he's blessing the Lord God is blessing him are you hearing me sometimes man you have to upset the peace in order to get peace and that's how you build effectively because there's someone in here today I want you to understand as I talk about Jesus assignment he does not want us to put anything before him and there are many of you that are idolizing sex in here today you're idolizing lust come on somebody this is why you won't marry that person that you've been living with all this time come on somebody and go oh! This is why you're idolizing stuff and things. You're idolizing that job that you have because you have this dream. Uh, uh, see, we're going to tell the truth today. Uh, you know, you want your 10 acres and a mule. You want your white picket fence. You want your house. You want all of these things. And the fact of the matter is that it is all those things are great, but not if they are going to become an idol in your life. You ought to get to the place. And no, I, the devil is a liar. You that say, oh, here's another judgmental preacher the devil is a liar no I'm a truth teller and I want to see you walk into everything that God has called you to go listen to the magazine if you want to go listen to the tabloids if you want to come on somebody look at those marriages is those that the type of marriage that you want fact of the matter is that you have got to pattern yourself after the word and the plan of the Lord because all other ground is sinking sand Listen, man, it's hard, but there's hard things you got. Look, listen, look, I want you to peep. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Look at what Jesus says. See, I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm almost done. Uh, look, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. Verse 33, he says, but whoever denies me before men. I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Oh, I just sense the spirit of holiness. God is getting ready to pull us into. This is a, God has caused healing. God has caused breakthrough in our house. He's caused provision and done all sorts of miracles. And he's saying, serve city. Now it's time that you worship me. Not just with your lifted hands. Come on, somebody. Not just with the clapping and the jumping, but with your life. Come on, somebody. God is saying, it's time.
But he says, for I have come, watch, look what he says as he goes on. He says in verse 34, don't think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. This is the peacemaker talking. See, this is a different type of peace. He says, don't think I've come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. He says, look, because see, we got to balance this thing out. He says, verse 35, for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against his mother and a daughter-in-law against mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those in his own household who this is the point whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me this thing is not an easy thing and some of y'all might have declared and made these commitments and things that you have put out there but the fact is you are not following Jesus and I'm here to tell you that there are going to be husbands and wives that don't like you when you take a stand for Christ come on somebody when it is that you follow your convictions you have to understand that sometimes the very people in your household will be the ones that stand against you but you got to get to the place i'm not talking about following sir city i'm talking about following jesus and you got to get to the place where you say my hope is built on nothing less come on than jesus blood and righteous i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back oh my the the world behind me the cross before me i'm following jesus even if you don't like it this same jesus a peacemaker he said i came with i came not just to bring just peace but i came with a sword there are many of you that have been worshiping your family members and relationships over Christ. And Jesus is saying, it's time to get the vision in order. And here's the promise, because I'm not just going to leave you there. I swung to one side. Now can I swing to the other side? Here's the other side. Beep. Look at what he says. I love it. Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 31. This one. Look. 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 He says, Peter began to say to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. Look at what Jesus says. But Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, are y'all with me, or sisters or mothers or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time now in this time now in this time you mean in heaven one glad morning when this light no now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with 
persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last first I don't got time to preach on that now but I want you to understand that there even if you lose things for following Christ and keeping him first and making sure the vision for your life and your house is in order I dare you to do it and look he says that he will return unto you even more than you have left and there are many of you that are holding in your hand and the reason why you cannot take all that God has for you is because your hands are occupied with the little that Satan is duping you with well you know you know what people are going to say if you make this move, if you get baptized. You know they're still going to talk about you because you're not perfect and you still have it all together. And, or you don't have it all together and you haven't moved out yet. Well, fact of the matter is you're not going to ever have it all together. Come on, somebody. And God has a better marriage. God, oh, God has a better house. God has a better land. God has better friends than the ones that have been pulling you down. Stop wasting your time with folk that been doing the same stuff on the block from when you were kids come on somebody we are grown okay almost cussed almost y'all is grown and so he says here it is in the text so look this is important for us we've got to discern the vision for god's house I want you to understand, let me start there and I'm going to bring it down on us talking about our own household. But I want you to peek because the fact is that many times uh, the, there are people who are lost in the house because it's become a den of robbers. Oftentimes we think of people being lost, being outside. But I love Luke chapter 15. Isn't it powerful? When Jesus does all these parables, he does one, talks about 99, leaving 99 to go find one, right? He talks about a prodigal son who goes away and then he ends up coming back. But one smack dab in the middle is the one that we always oftentimes just read by real quick in one breath. Says that there was a woman who lost a coin and she lost the coin in the house. And it says, does she not light a lamp? Verse 8 of Luke 15, and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And then when she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors saying, rejoice with me for I have found a coin that I have lost. Just so I tell you that there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I want to tell you that lost people aren't just on the outside. A lot of times the person sitting next to you who you think is connected to Christ might be as lost as you are the person that you might think have it all together is lost because sometimes the most precious things are lost in the house I think we might call this message house cleaning you know it's not it's time because we have to understand it's time for us to get back to the vision and to focus on these things Jesus made it clear in Luke 19 10 his vision and his heart is for people he came in Luke 19 10 to seek and save the lost this why it's not about you i don't care if you've been following god since moses uh, parted the red sea fact of the matter is that it's not about you if jesus is willing to leave 99 for one what are we willing to do 
His heart is for the lost and it's for finding people in disregard. I am tired of hearing about how many people, people come and they testify and they say, Pastor, I was in this church and all it was was about condemnation and people bashing me over my head and all of this. And one testimony in particular, I bawled my eyes out. This mother came to me and I'll tell this all the time but this mother came she came in service and we were in our uh, in a bible study and she came in and she was weeping and she said i went to a church and my daughter went to the stage and because her skirt was a little high and she had jewelry and all the others that came to the front the pastor laid hands on and prayed for every other person at the front and left her there crying by herself because of how she looked. When I tell you I bawled, bawled, I bawled, fam. Because of how I heard about how we treat people. Like we're looking as surprised if people that you might think need Jesus aren't those the ones that you're supposed to pray for? Come on, somebody. When people show up to the hospital, come on. And, and when they show, and first of all, a lot of the dress code stuff that we put out there, the legalism and the nonsense that's nowhere to be found in scripture, I tell you all the time, I know people with skirts down to the floor. Come on, somebody. And in a three piece suit, that are full of more lust than the people that you look at with the skirt that you think. Listen, I know hood man that will cast the devil out and have more power in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Than those that may have three titles and more degrees than a thermometer behind their name. Because it's not about the appearance. Come on, somebody. That God can use anyone who is a willing vessel and gives him a yes. But I was heartbroken. Because where are their houses? I mean, what happened to Romans 8 and 1 uh, that says there is therefore now uh, no condemnation uh, to them who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. What happened to for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Verse 17. But God did not come into the world to condemn the world. Come on, somebody. But that the world through him might be saved i'm here to tell you many of us forgot where we came from with our amnesia come on somebody you forgot what you look like now you got yourself a little clean you got yourself a little together you forgot about where you were when jesus found you y'all don't want to have church with me on today fact of the matter is you oftentimes gotta have a look back and instead of looking back and being like started from the bottom now we're here you ought to look back and remember oh that God has delivered you from somebody that has a testimony let the redeemed of the Lord say so come on somebody that knows that you shouldn't even be here if you're saved come on somebody you know that it's not by your efforts it's not by your works it's not by your power but it's by the grace of God you ought to clap those hands and open those mouths and give I'm almost done I promise I want you to peep though I hope this is blessing you because this is why we got to do a vision check, man. This is, people wonder, like, why y'all got to do all this stuff? And 
you got to explain every single thing. We already know that this is what Catholic means and this is what apostolic means and this is what this means. And we're going to do this because I, I, it's not about you. Come on, somebody. Every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. And if we were doing what we were supposed to do, it should always be people in here that don't know. Come on, somebody. What it is that's going on. If we were being evangelists, if we were inviting people to come to Christ, everyone, every week, there are people that would always need an explanation our prideful tale walking around here I don't need to hear that again it's not about you I'm done I'm almost done for the sixth time I just want you to understand because I'm telling you man we missed it you know what God wants to do through Surf City I'm telling you, God has such a plan. If we would get from this consumer mentality, this place should have been full a couple times over. Come on, somebody. I am excited about what God has planned, but we have to continue to shift and check our perspective. And so with that in mind, I'm telling you, man, it's too many people being lost to all sorts of false religions. You wonder why we declare in the creed every week? Because folk don't know what they believe. And now as long as you say Jesus, I always tell people, talking about, oh, I believe it doesn't matter, all that religion stuff, uh, you know, all those rituals. We all have rituals. I hope you brush your teeth every day. There's bad rituals, but there's stuff that you can do to help you to stay clean. Come on, somebody. And also to help you stay grounded in your faith. And now we're getting lost. All of these things that are deifying skin color. Oh, y'all don't like this? Okay, I'm going to jump into this. We have to know what we believe. People talk about, I believe in Jesus. Which one? The one that is just a prophet? The one that just appeared to die? Like Islam teaches, but didn't actually die? The one that Jehovah's Witnesses think is a created being? That was the crowning act of God's creation? But is not on the same level or of the same essence as the Father as we declare every week? And have the Holy Spirit. Which Jesus? Jesus that's Michael the Archangel? Which Jesus? And that's why it's imperative for us to lean into these things. They help us stay rooted. We don't idolize them. But they are markers and signposts for us to stay where we need to be. Listen man. So with that said. Not only do you have to discern and protect God's vision for the house. But he. Peep now. We need to discern and protect God's vision for your house. And so I want you to understand this. This is why you can't date everybody. Is some of y'all in here uh, that you're so desperate to be married that you will get with any Tom, uh, uh, Tamia, uh, and watch, fact of the matter is, y'all don't want to keep it real fact of the matter is that many times the reason why you have not yet been married is because God is not just preparing someone to keep you warm in the middle of the night but he's preparing a purpose partner come on somebody and I don't know about y'all you ought to get to the place where you say until your purpose lines up with my purpose I'm not going with you joker come on somebody my Facebook status is gonna say single until God reveals I just feel like preaching who it is too many jokers messing up their life connecting with people that are not assigned to you 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to make you cry. But it's imperative for us to make sure that we are there and that we understand this and that we're taking our business partnerships. You know, I know you want to make that guap fam. I know. But the fact is you got to make sure that the connects that you have are ones that are not going to be waste suits in the future and that are going to mess the thing up. God is not calling you to just make money. Bible says that, the, that it is the Lord who gives us the power to get wealth and adds no sorrow to it. It's not just about you getting rich quick, but God is trying to set you up so that your generations after you are not going to spend time in a lawyer's office trying to unravel. Oh my, all the mess you set up while you were living the best life and then now you're gone and they're living their worst life. I need to go home, don't I? Listen, man. And you know what? I, I, th I think this is dope. Because Jesus, in John 2, he cleansed the temple at the beginning of his, of, his, of his ministry. So look, he did it at the beginning, right after the wedding of Cana and his first miracle. He cleansed it the first time. And then he does it again right before he's getting ready to die. Because sometimes, watch... You tell the ninjas the first time, but then time goes on and they catch amnesia. And so every now and again, we got to get to the place where sometimes you got to tell them twice. Come on, somebody. I know time has gone by. You've been in it, but you have got to guard the vision for your household. What is the vision for your house? The fact is too many of us have allowing people to put their hands in what we're cooking and like my grandmother said too many cooks spoil the broth <laughs> allowing people to put their hand in your in your stuff and the fact is i want you to understand uh, there are too many of you i want you to grab this too many of you taking personally and taking directives from people who don't know you personally Beyond this, literally creating narratives and thinking, watch, people don't like you and you are patterning your life after folk that you don't think like you and they never even studied you not once. I want to call somebody to freedom today. It's time for some house cleaning. Come on, somebody. It's time. It's time for some house cleaning. It's important uh, for us to get to the place. Uh, Y'all can help me. Uh, it's important for us to get to the place where we realize and we understand that we've got to be like Jesus and we take a stand where we declare what the vision is for the house and we do not allow the enemy and people to manhandle the vision that God has given us to treat and to deal with it in a way that God has not assigned. Online, I hope this is blessing you too. And so today, on this sixth anniversary, not only do I call Serve City to a refocus, but I call someone today to do some house cleaning in your own house. Somebody that thinks you need someone to complete you. That's, that might be another reason. I want you to understand that God's desire is for you to be a whole person before you connect with another whole person. 
He don't want you to be one and a half. Come on, somebody. And he doesn't want you to be two halves. He wants you to be two holes becoming one. And so whatever it is, it's not too late. As I always say, as long as there's life, there's hope. And I love the gospel because Jesus makes this clear to us. Is that not only was he passionate about turning over tables and all of this stuff, but the reasoning behind it is because he desired for you and I to be able to encounter and have a relationship with God. The Bible makes it clear we're all sinners. That we, none of us has it together. And the wages of our sin is death. We were not created to die, but death happens and came into existence and came into our lives because of sin. The first sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve. And today, the call is for you to put trust in Jesus. Why? Because he died in your place. He knew that you and I couldn't do it. He died in your place. And not only did he die, but on the third day, he rose from death with all power. And today, he extends to you the opportunity to put your trust and your faith in him. And when you do so, he can make you new. All of your past, everything that you have done, you can leave behind. And you can have new life in him. And I can't wait for our first baptisms this of the year. So I call someone today. You say, how do I begin a relationship with Jesus? The Bible sums it up in three things. It says to repent. Someone say, repent. As you acknowledge, I am a sinner. I am... I need to, um, I need forgiveness. You repent, God, I'm sorry. And not only is it an acknowledgement and an asking for forgiveness, but we turn to God and we believe. Someone say believe. Put our faith in him, believing that he came, that he died, that he rose from death with all power. We put our trust in him to be the Savior and the Lord of our life. And then not only this, but then we are baptized. Someone say be baptized. And so I encourage you, we have not yet had our first baptism for the year, but people are already signing up and I invite you today. Come on. There's no better way to start the year than to put your trust in Jesus and make the decision to be baptized. And so if that's you and you're saying, man, that's me. I want to repent. I want to relieve. I want to be baptized. Someone else, you might be here and you're like, I already was baptized. I ran away from Christ and I've started doing other stuff and I want to come home today. Well, you can return to the promises, the vows you made in your baptism and be restored. You may have run away from Christ, but his arms are open wide and waiting to receive you back into fellowship today. You ran away from him, but he didn't run away from you. And so whether it's your first time or you're recommitting your life to the Christ today, I want to point your attention yet again to the connection card, the seat back in front of you for those in the house, the link there on the screen if you're watching online. Go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card for those listening via podcast. Fill that out and let us know about the decision you have made today for Christ. Also, directly after service, everyone say next steps up on the balcony. We are going to be meeting for next steps. It is week two today. We did week three last week. We're doing week two today. So if you're missing week two, you can come on up and do that after service. Um, But if you have never even been to one this is a great time to start if you're like i want to be a part of serve city i want to volunteer i want to know what it means to be a member uh it's about an hour in length we got snacks so demand them who are marved we got stuff for you 
And so you can meet us up on the balcony um, at 1.30 p.m. It's 12.56, 1.30 p.m. And we will convene up there. Uh, glory to God. But let us know on that card. Glory to God. Uh, can we just go ahead and put our hands together and give the Lord praise for not only the message, but also for those who have made decisions for Christ today. By faith, we know that there are those who have made and will make. And we give the Lord praise for this.